The following is a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live, breaking into... Featuring in-depth interviews with today's most influential entertainment figures, highlighting their tips, tricks, and techniques on breaking into the entertainment industry. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host of Black Hollywood Live, breaking into. (laughs) It is another edition of Breaking Into... Welcome, welcome, welcome. Here on Black Hollywood Live, I am your host, James Law Jr., as you know, and I just love doing the show so much. I get some of the best people to come in and sit with me and talk to me about their lives, how they work in their industries, and tonight is no exception. This person that I have with me today is a dancer, choreographer, director, activist, which I love that part, educator, which I really love that part. She's worked in TV, commercials, film. I'm, I'm just like... We're going to get a lot out of her today here on Breaking Into, Millicent Johnny. Hey, how are you? Thank you for coming. See, you get applause. You deserve applause. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. I just want to say, just firstly, that I feel like dance is just as important to our culture as politics, Mm -hmm. as health, as law. I mean, it just is so important. When you think about dance in the broader sense, what are some things that come up for you? Um, dance is change. I mean, dance, uh, a friend of mine, Rennie Harris, has this term, physical historians. So mm. when you are a dancer, you are the physical manifestation of this historical embodiment of people and ideas and culture and politics. Um, we are the reflections of our past. We're the reflections of what's happening today. And you can use your body physically to... Um, work through whatever it is that you need to work through or to heal or to address certain things. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Dance has taken me around the world and continues to take me around the world. It has helped me deal with grief, you know, Mm. losing my parents and dealing with Hurricane Katrina, being displaced, yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's brought me in circles, you know, where I would have... Never imagined, you know, um, outside of dance being the vehicle, for sure. Yeah, no, okay, folks. (laughs) I was going to give you a little taste of what (laughs) Homegirl over here has been doing. I mean, you have done, I mean, I'm going to talk about your educational stuff. Because you've been on dance faculties for many universities and colleges. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about the importance of education. But you've also done award-winning stage productions in New York, Oregon, you've done the National Black Arts Festival. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you've also worked with people like Rodessa Jones, we were talking about beforehand, who I love, and John O'Neill, and and Will Power. You've also done commercials. Mm-hmm. You've worked with Usher, <laughs> Angelique Kijo. I mean, before, I mean, you've done you did Scary Movie Five. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you are the definition of a working artist, and that gives me and hopefully others out there inspiration that this could be a path. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. I really believe that. I really mean that. It's <laughs> no, a, it's, I know. It's, I could feel it. I appreciate it's it. It's very much that this business is not easy. No. <laughs> and not for the faint at heart, is it? <laughs> and you've been in the business about how long now? Um, professionally, probably since I was 18. Yeah. Yeah. For, for a while now. Yeah. Um, no, it's 
you know, I've always been about the work. Mm-hmm. So I really, you know, I never thought about the accolades, the awards, mm-hmm. or, you know, that came later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was always, yeah, I was always just about the work. You right. know, if someone contacted me, you know, about, you know, choreographing a, a play or a musical mm-hmm. or an opera or even just some type of, you know, informal fashion show, mm, okay. I put my whole self in it, you know. Yeah. Um, I've been really fortunate that most of my bookings have been by referral, you know. Ooh, that's good. So, yeah, so that that's means good, that, you know, when I enter into a space... I'm really assessing what I can bring to the table, who's in the space, what type of intelligence is in the room, so we can maximize on the intelligence and maximize on the strengths of the room. And uh, it usually, you know, it, it, it works out, whether it's commercial or a concert or theater or, or whatever the, the medium is, you mm-hmm. know. I've just always been about the work, you know, and always I've always been about the people who are contributing mm-hmm. to the work. And that has been, you know... That's worked out. It's been fabulous. Because it's interesting because you bring up a good point that I want to talk about is I'm always fascinated by this. When, especially for choreography, we'll mm-hmm. start we'll start with that. How do you, I mean, if someone said, okay, you got to choreograph a scene where people are <laughs> dancing on boxes and it's about burgers or something. I mean, like, how do you, like... How do you start? What is some, yeah, what are some of the processes you go through to start that? Oftentimes, um, I ask for writing. So if there's a script okay. involved, I okay. want to pretty much read the entire script so that I can have some context for what I'm trying okay. to build or contribute to. Um, I do a lot of journaling, lots Ooh, of okay. research um, on whatever the subject matter is, um... So that, again, you know, once I, once I'm in the space with the actors or the dancers or the performers, I have as many tools and resources mm-hmm. with me to contribute to that choreographic process, yeah. you know. Um, a lot of times it starts with pre-existing work, you know, oh, scripts okay. or okay. librettos or books. Mm-hmm. Um, I did uh, an opera. Well, we did some workshops. Now we're actually going to go into production if everything works out (laughs) well. But it was based on uh, Parable of the Sower, written by Octavia Butler. Oh, yeah, okay. And um, I enjoyed reading the book. And as I was reading the book, I was journaling. And any type of um, choreographic or creative ideas that came to me, I would just write in my journal. Um, I do a lot of sketching. When I studied mm. dance in college, we learned a system of notation called lab notation. Okay. I don't use it anymore. Um, I kind of blend that system of notation with, with your own, with my own, yeah. which is rooted in basketball. Oh, how funny! Okay. <laughs> yeah, I played basketball pretty much my whole life until okay. I went to college. And so, you know, the same way a coach yeah. draws a play, that's yeah. how I tend to document oh, wow. my blocking and my staging. So. Um, you know, as I'm reading, I'm blocking, I'm staging, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm uh, note-taking, journaling. Um, if there are images and ideas I see in magazines, I'll put them in my choreographic notebook. Oh, Each wow. project that I, I have, I create a choreographic kind of journal binder. Oh my, wow. Yeah, so that, you know, once we get into the thick of it, I can just turn back the pages and, and look at mm. the initial inspiration to see if I, you know... One, how far we've journeyed from that initial inspiration, yeah. or if I need to go back and reference something, Got it. you know, to, to build on. I believe in writing everything down. Partly because I'm getting old. But number <laughs> two, I, I believe in writing stuff down. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I have a feeling, it might be two in the morning mm-hmm. on a project I'm working on, I write it down. 
Two, two to four in the morning is some of the best yeah. hours. <laughs> well, I, I agree. No, I've gotten some really good stuff. Also, being in the bathroom sometimes, I've gotten some of the best um, oh, yeah. stuff. No, seriously, some of the best time. I'm like, I've got. Oh my god, it's, it's come to me. Like, what can I to put, toilet paper can no, write absolutely. down? Absolutely, water, all those natural <laughs> elements. I believe like contribute to the creative process. Yeah, you know definitely. What I mean? Cooking. Oh, oh yes. my god, some of the some of my best ideas have come when I've been in the kitchen. Wow. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. Um, I did, what was this? It was called Artists in the Kitchen. It was for, um, we were touring this piece called Cry You One, and we went to New Haven um, for the International Arts and Ideas Festival. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. And uh, they were like, you know, Millicent, you're from Louisiana. (laughs) Can you make a gumbo? Luckily, I could. Okay, good, yeah. good girl. Okay, so good. I made a gumbo, and the whole time we were talking about making the gumbo, yeah. I I compared it to the creative process. You know, Ooh, yes. bringing ingredients together, mm-hmm. really being selective about how you want it to taste, mm-hmm. um, timing, the timing, absolutely, yeah, yeah. what you want it to look like, the colors, the textures, yes. mm-hmm. how you want that your audience to feel when mm-hmm. they are, you know, tasting the gumbo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was great. It was fun. But a lot of a lot of the ideas just come from these, you know, interest in, for me interesting spaces of of creativity. You know, mm-hmm. bringing things together. Um, so yeah, yeah. I feel I feel like uh, dance and music are two things that really inform our lives in mm-hmm. every part of our lives. Right? I mean, absolutely. I mean, everything we do, I mean, the way we walk. Absolutely. I have a, I have an aunt that I always say she struts down the street. She's in her seventies <laughs> and homegirl walks like she's like I mean like she's, she knows that's that physical historian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? no, I like I like physical historian. I like that. That's I, totally. I can't take her. I mean that's Rennie Harris. But that's I like my that. boy. But yeah, I like that. I like that. Well, give us props. So yeah, give us props, yeah. Rennie Harris. It's yours. But that's but she does. She walks because mm-hmm. I mean her history is in her walk. I yeah. can now you say that I'm like oh yeah I get that actually. All of us. I mean you can look at. We did this um, project, um, Party People. Okay, yes, uh, I was researching about that, yes. Okay, so the playwrights are Universe's Poetry Theater, originally out of the Bronx, now they're based in Ashland, Oregon. Okay. And um, it was really interesting uh, when some of the uh, members of the Black Panther Party and the Young Lords would come to visit with us at Oregon Shakespeare, you could look at their physical language Ooh, and yeah. and just kind of get an insight to what they were experiencing, how they felt as they were speaking. Um, and I really tried to channel some of that when I was choreographing mm. that particular musical. Um, did it work? Did you, did you oh, get it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. You know, I, I studied tons of video on the Black Panther Party okay. and the Young Lords. And I was just, you know, analyzing the physical language. What was happening in the body when they were talking about losing loved ones every other day? You mm-hmm. know, they were 18 and 19 years old yeah. fighting for justice, fighting for freedom, fighting for equality. Mm-hmm. What does the body say, you know, mm. when that is at the forefront of your everyday life, you know? That's interesting. Yeah, what does your body say? Yeah. When that's when you're faced with a possible you could die. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're either vulnerable yeah, where the shoulders say, are forward okay. or you're extremely confident where the shoulders are pulled back uh, and you're ready, you know, to move forward. Um, all of that, at least for me, contributes to, like, the my choreographic process, hmm. you know? God, I, lo- I just, oh my God, I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. I love it. Um, now, uh, you also talk about, um, I've done some research on you, about academia. Mm-hmm. And so how important is, for what you found for you, dance, formal dance training or, or schooling mm-hmm. in, in the process of dance? Well, 
you know, I come, <laughs> my mother was a professor. Okay. Um, she taught at a university in Louisiana called, at the time, I think it was called University of Southwest Louisiana. Okay. Don't quote me on that. Okay. USL, I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. Fuck, you don't <laughs> even tell us. Because the name has changed. Oh, same thing. Okay. Um, and so anyway, as a young child, I was always on campus, you okay. know, always yeah. on campus, hanging out in her office, um, hanging out with her students. Uh, when I was in high school, I was allowed to take dance classes with the dance majors. Mm. So it, it was a no-brainer to go to college. Okay, okay. You, know, you guys, like, I got the, I got the training, yeah. so yes. you know, I met my, good. my mentor, Jawale Willa Joe-Zahler, when I was 15, okay. and I found out she taught at Florida State University. Okay. So I was kind of clear that I wanted to, yeah. to, to study with her in college. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I went to a strong and rigorous academic as mm. well as an artistic program mm, okay. and I think that because of that because of that education the, my informal education with my mother and my formal education at Florida State University it just became natural and important for me to continue with education and, and, and helping young dancers understand you know that your intelligence and your knowledge is power you know mm-hmm. the more information you have the more informed decisions you can make wow, yeah. and you can shape your life you can shape your future you know because um, you've been on both sides of it too. You've been you've been part of the dance of dance faculties also. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, so you know, my mother, being the the mother she was, <laughs> go mom. She was like, you know, you're gonna move to New York. You know, I hope it works out. <laughs> but if it doesn't, yes. I want you to consider, you know, falling back on a professorship. Okay. You know, what does it take to do that? Okay. And, uh, you know, I always had that in the back of my mind, mm-hmm. went to New York, had a great time with Urban Bushwoman, had okay. a great time, you know, presenting my own work in downtown, in the downtown scene. Oh, I love New York. And, um, and then I got really burned out. Mm, okay. Quickly. Okay. And I okay. think it, it, you know, so that was one, one reason. And then also too, like I'm a really, uh, spiritual person. I listen to my intuition often. Mm-hmm. And, As we should. Yeah, absolutely. And, um. My spirit was like, you need to go home for a little bit. And when I went home, I think I was home for a month, and my mother fell in a coma. Oh, and thankfully, I had the professorship to lead, to fall oh, on. there you go. Right. Because I was able to, you know, maintain a salary that supported not only yeah. just my creative work, but also my family. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. And, um, Funny how that works. Yeah. Wisdom it, of mom. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, that type of security and access to resources was important to me, you know, as a choreographer, a working choreographer, once you're in a, an academic or university system, if they get it, they will provide you with the universe, the, the, the resources to, you know, have a laboratory to just play with some choreography or to unpack and interrogate um, writing and ideas that can also contribute to larger choreographic works, you know. So I've been really... Uh, fortunate to work at higher education institutions that understood that I was young, Mm, I was a working artist, that I needed access to resources, and that what I was contributing to the students as well as the faculty was also contributing to the larger university, Mm -hmm. and that was valuable to them. Which I think is amazing. Yeah. Because it's not not one of those programs. It's it's a dance program. Yeah, it is. And dancers are highly intelligent. And you know... Um, if you're at a research one institution, they're going to expect you to do some type of rigorous intellectual, oh, okay. you yeah. know, yeah. work. Um, and for me, I've always, like I said, I've always loved history and I've always loved interrogating ideas and mm-hmm. information. And so that was just a natural part of the process and being associated with an academic institution, 
you know, just kind of helps serve my that aspect of my creative process. What is one thing you took away from that serves you well to this day still by going to school? Uh, hmm. No, I, no, no, it's all good. Knowing how to navigate certain types of situations okay. when you are not in a position of power. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's no secret. There, there's a really good documentary called Ivory Tower Ooh, okay. that talks about how, you know, it talks about the history of academic institutions and how they were rooted in colonialism, racism, capitalism. Yeah. yeah. And if you can understand, you know, what the pillars of racism are, then you can figure out a way to systematically navigate through that mm-hmm. so that it can benefit not just you, but also the people that you're serving, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so as a student, you know, yeah. I, I peaked that really early. <laughs> and did you, ha- did you have any issues being African-American or female navigate through school, navigating oh, through that? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I love, hands down, love my alma mater. Mm-hmm. But I was one of few African-Americans in the dance program at the time. Now it's extremely diverse. Um, But when we were there, you know, I created a dance company um, for, you know, black, Latino. And, um, you know, it was for anyone, but most, most of the, the members of the company were people of color. Okay. Okay. And, um, because we we loved learning the classical works, you know, yes. classical ballet. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, loved yeah, the yeah. more the modern works, modern, you know, the Graham mm-hmm. um, and Lewinsky techniques. Oh, yes, yes. But that we were also a generation that was rooted in hip hop and rooted in jazz culture, mm-hmm. and rooted in freestyling and street culture. Mm-hmm. You know, or urban dance right, forms. Right, right. And um, at the time, there wasn't an avenue at mm. my particular. Okay. Um, alma mater so we created space for yeah. it you know we created our own um we also had something called chocolate sundays <laughs> where, sounds good to me yes like and it was fantastic yeah i'm sure we I'm would sure. all get together and make brunch and oh, just talk it. about like you know what we were experiencing on campus what we were experiencing in the department um it was uplifting mm. it was supportive it was what we needed to to graduate you know um, we had the chocolate corner. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was chocolate, apparently. Oh, yes. yes, we love chocolate. <laughs> we had the chocolate corner. Um, same thing. You know, every Wednesday we had uh, what was called forum, and so uh, you da- at, at least at Florida State you danced four four days a week. Okay, um, or you took uh, you took technique classes four days a week. Okay. We danced every day, but I'm we had sure. technique yeah, classes sure. four days a week. Yeah. And Wednesdays was kind of like our day off. Okay. But um, we were obligated to go to forums where we would listen to um, speeches mm-hmm. or, you know, watch performances or, you know, deal with internal uh, departmental issues mm-hmm. or whatnot. And so we would all sit in the same kind of section. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, so kind of gravitate together. We gravitated and, yes. together. Yes. We would check in during forum. You get that? You understand it? <laughs> You know, um, and if there was something that we needed addressed, then we knew who our allies were in the department and we knew who we could go to, who would actually listen to what we're experiencing, you know. Um, again, like I, I loved my oh, alma mater, right, but right. there's no academic institution in this country that is without flaw. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why. And the thing, the thing that you bring up that's really, really good mm-hmm. for folks out there when you don't see it, be it. If you don't have it, make it happen. Oh yeah, absolutely, right? absolutely. You know, fam, you was across the tracks, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and my freshman year, I was like, oh my gosh. 
where are the other black people? <laughs> you know? And uh, they were like, oh, you got to go to FAM. <laughs> so I joined a, the dance company there, okay. Orcuses. And that was great. I, I always I told this story not too long ago because um, we just celebrated one of my mentors. It was her 80th birthday. She, wow. she retired from FAMU after okay. like 45 years. Wow, amazing. And um, I was telling them, you know, when I first joined Orcuses, we went to what was called the Black College Exchange. I don't okay. know if it's still in existence. Okay. But no one told me that when you get on the bus, you cannot be in Florida State gear. That like, oh, you, how funny. If you are going with FAMU, you need to be in FAMU colors. Oops. Oopsie. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I get on the bus. Like at Florida State, they you bleed, you know, garnet yeah. and gold. Yeah, yeah, of you, course. Yeah. Everything is about, you know, <laughs> garnet and gold. So I got on the bus and I had on like a garnet and gold hoodie. I had a jacket. I had my garnet and gold shoes. I had, you know... I was just Florida State out, and you yes. could just feel the energy Ooh. on the bus ship. Now, mind you, the night before, we were dancing our behind. Oh, of course, of course. Of course. <laughs> no matter, yeah. You know, but when I showed up on that bus Ooh. and I got in the go, they were like, oh, no, 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 no. This can't happen. Yes, so but, you learned fast, obviously. Oh, I did. Yeah, you did. You didn't dress I, the same way again, did you? Oh, no, no, I didn't. But, you know, those those are my brothers and sisters yeah. at FAMU. So I had the, man, I feel like I had the best of both worlds. I had, you know... Really good training at Florida State, and then I, I had, you know, access to this dance company that was driven by me and another woman, Tracy Young. Okay. Uh, Tracy actually just had a TV show, um, oh. Step It Up. Yes, yeah, oh, yes. She's a, she oh, yeah. was the, the, the lead on that. So oh, Tracy funny. and I started this dance company together, okay. and then I danced with Orcuses. So wow. it was fantastic. You know, I've always, I was always around entrepreneurs, mm. and I was always around visionaries. So when I graduated, it was like, you know, very yeah. natural to go to New York and tour. Now, New York, I mean, it's it, it's a tough city. I mm-hmm. love New York. Yeah. But it's a tough city, especially if you want to go into any kind of entertainment field. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were some of the lessons you learned going there right after, right after college? Oh, man. You know, how to navigate situations. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Like, I was, again, I have had an amazing career. I will continue to have an amazing <laughs> career. But I graduated with a job, you know, because I knew I wanted to work with Urban Bushelman. I knew mm-hmm. I wanted to work with Jowley Willa Josaler. I took my finals early, okay, and okay. I went directly on tour with the company. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. Okay. so I didn't have the New York experience of you know, knock on wood, you don't have wood, but yeah, I'm like block my head, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but like waiting tables, yeah, yeah, or yeah. you know, hustling in order to get to the auditions. I graduated with a job, yeah. and I graduated with my dream job. You know, yeah, yeah. So when I got to New York, I was living my dreams. Wow. You know, I was in company class I was teaching company class I was learning amazing repertory that dealt with black women and black ideals and 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 black consciousness um and uh, I was at home you know I was at home away from home so I didn't I didn't really experience too much hardships in in New York you know I my thing was I was Choreographing, I was dancing, and I was on the um, administrative side because mm-hmm. I was rehearsal director. Yeah, and I was also trying to do my own work. Yeah, and it's just too much. It's too, it's too much. <laughs> we can't do it. I'm like, I can do a lot of stuff too. Yeah, you can't yeah. do it all. No, no, it was too much. So yeah. I took a break. <laughs> no, that's well, that's, that's that's a good point there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you because again, we're talking about listening to your body. Yeah, and also listening to your 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 mind and your gut. Mm-hmm. How do you when when things are too much? Mm-hmm. How do you kind of pull back? I mean, you just go, okay, that's it. I'm done. Yeah, I um, 
Thankfully, I have a yoga practice and a meditation okay. practice, okay. and I've got a great circle of friends and mentors. Yeah, the village. Yeah, I do. I have mm-hmm. a village, whether it's if it's in the U.S. or in another country. Mm-hmm. I have a village, Good. and uh, I'm constantly in communication with my village. That's smart, you know, yeah. and constantly in communication with myself. I have, you know, I, I have had a, a couple of experiences where I've had to walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even with that, like, just constant self-care after that so mm-hmm. that there wasn't this self-imposed guilt that consumed me. Ooh, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good point. Um, so the, the, the yoga, the meditation, and the constant counsel of people who love me mm-hmm. has helped me, you know, recover from those moments, it's like, wait, this is yeah. way too much. I believe in the village. I always, I was, I had talked well, the other day about the village with, mm-hmm. with Miko Branch. I had her on the other day. Mm-hmm. Same thing about how this country, a lot of times we've, we've broken away from that in many ways. Yeah. It's part of our culture. It we is. We come from village where the village helps raise you. They, they support you. Yeah. I think you have to remind each other that that's what you come from. Mm-hmm. You know, um, at least I do that. Like I, I, I remind, I remind people to be honest. I remind people to mm-hmm. be transparent. I remind people to be accountable, and if I don't understand something, I'll pose questions so that we can come to um, an agreement on something, you know, yeah. or come to uh, a place of understanding, because mm-hmm. we, we may not always agree, but definitely a place of understanding, and, um, you know, I grew up in southwestern Louisiana, it's called Acadiana, mm-hmm. um, I, my family's from Acadiana, my family's from New Orleans, mm-hmm. and if you know anything about the, you know, that particular part of the country it is you you grow up with if you got in trouble with your mother you got in trouble with the woman down the street you got in trouble with your auntie you got in trouble with your great aunt who lived in new orleans when you were in acadiana like you you know you got in trouble with you know like everyone held you accountable and they reminded you of your strength they reminded you of your beauty they reminded you of your lineage Mm -hmm. you know and i think it's the 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 lack of understanding lineage Mm-hmm. That 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 is at our, our um, deficit. At our, I guess. Yeah, it's a deficit. Absolutely. You know, I I agree. I had to talk with one of my kids. I'm like, back in the day, mm-hmm. you listened to anybody who was an adult mm-hmm. that was in your sphere. Absolutely. Of reference, there was not. You're not my mother. If mm-hmm. I had said that to half the folks that were, <laughs> I my face would have beat up. No, I would absolutely. Pop the mouth I mean, a million times. You would never say that. No, absolutely. They held you accountable, mm. but also too, I think they also came from this place of love. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. And so it was easy as a child to receive it. Do you mm-hmm. know? You could mm-hmm. feel that energetically that they were they they were, you know, checking you because it was mm-hmm. out of love and it wasn't out of something else. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't out of ego. No, it wasn't. Um, That's true. Very so, true. So, you know, things have shifted, but I think if we can continue to remind each other of who we truly are and, and remind each other to be honest, to be transparent, to be accountable, mm-hmm. then I think we can definitely start to catalyze some shifts and some mm-hmm. changes. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, now, working with celebrities, mm-hmm. like, like Usher, like Anthony Kidjo, and mm-hmm. there are a few others that you've done, Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. What were some of those experiences like? Because I know you work with just dancers mm-hmm. and who are, they're not big names, mm-hmm. but you're also not working with some big names who are saying, hi, I want to hire you to direct something mm-hmm. or choreograph something or dance for us. Mm-hmm. How has some of those experiences been for you? I, again, feel like I'm repeating myself with the blessed and fortunate. <laughs> Say it ten times. I love it. Say I it all the time. Right? You are blessed. And, for, and you are <laughs> and fortunate. fortunate. And you yeah. are fortunate. So am I. We're all um, both are. Yes. I've always worked with artists who really give a hundred about their work. Okay, good. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, I, it, 
I've been in situations where everyone came to the table as an artist and everyone came to the table with mutual respect about their craft, you know? So when I worked with Usher, it was beautiful. We worked on... He's a great dancer. He is. And he's a... He... He gives a shit. <laughs> I like that. No, I like that. No, that that's, very, that's very important, you know right? I mean? Yeah, all right. Like, uh, so my charge was to teach him some <laughs> ballet movement or okay. some ballet inspired movement. And uh, we were looking at a, a Gene Kelly cameo for Ooh, him. Ooh, Gene Kelly, okay. And I love Gene Kelly. Oh, my Girl, God. Yes. Gene oh, Kelly. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, he, he knew that some of that vocabulary exceeded, you know, what his understanding of movement at that particular okay. point. Okay, okay. And he was very humble. He was like, "Teach me, wow. you know. Let's let's go to work." And um, also, he he works with a choreographer, Ackerman Jones, often, okay. and he was also in the space with us. So, if there were moments where he didn't understand something, he would ask Ackerman to just That's kind funny. of like translate it. Translate it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that yeah. was great. Like, I I really believe in collaboration in in any I creative space and creative process. Because, you know, my mother, um, she used to say three heads are better than one. She pulled it from a, um, a proverb from Ghana. <laughs> yeah. You know, one man cannot go on the council with himself. Three heads are better than one, you know. And like so any time that I was working with a celebrity, I was constantly listening, mm-hmm. constantly, um, you know, assessing the strengths, um, constantly making myself available so that they felt like they could come to me with whatever their needs were so that we could again reach a larger understanding and then we could like really blow it out of the water Mm -hmm. because at that point we're maximizing on all the intelligence in the room Mm -hmm. do you know Mm -hmm. so um it's been great you know those artists like i said i have heard horror stories i have not experienced that good good oh good that's good okay um but you know all of the artists and the celebrities that i've worked with have all come to the table about the work i feel like it's you i feel like it's your energy i'm sure you just walk (laughs) in and like okay we're done she's good we're done i'm sure i'm just i'm just sure i'm sure it has to be it has to be you that they don't they're not showing their other sides If they have them. But that's that's amazing. I mean, so I'm sure you treat everyone, as as you've been talking, the same, whether it is the dance student at university or the celebrity trying to learn a dance. Absolutely. I do. It's important. You know, um, because at the end of the day, we all have had mothers, fathers. Mm -hmm. We have all come from someone who brought us into the space, brought us into the world. And so... You know, everyone is human and everyone is entitled to experience what they're experiencing. So I just try to listen. You know, I try mm. to be there. Um, I, you know, I will offer perspective when I feel like it's needed, okay. you know. But sometimes people just need access and an avenue to mm. release and let go and, and, and hold the space. And so, you know, I <laughs> I always ask, like, hey, look, I can be a listener. I could be a soundboard. I can be a mirror. What do you need in this moment? Oh, I like that. Yeah. So like, okay, like, yeah, that. what do you need in this moment? Let me know how I can help support you. Mm-hmm. And that has been really successful, I would say. It's a great um, thing in life, period, isn't it, though? Think yeah. about that. Translates it to life. Like, what can, to your friends, to, to your, your family, friends, your kids, yeah. whoever. What do what you, need? you need? Because sometimes people just need to vent. Okay, mm-hmm. well then I can listen, mm-hmm. you know, or sometimes people need to hear how they sound. Yes, no, yes, that's the, that's the mirror. <laughs> you yes. know? Oh, yeah. Um, no, the, that's the soundboard. Oh, soundboard, soundboard, yeah, soundboard, 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 yeah, yes. give it back to them. And then the mirror is like, you know, let me just reflect to you that's true. how yes. this is making me feel and, and, and how, you know, this is contributing to the space, so... 
Um, does it matter what age you start? If you, because like on my 40th birthday, me and my cousin Bobby, shout out to Bobby, who's a dancer, just the Martha Graham method and stuff, <laughs> that out. Um, we took ballroom dancing classes. Oh, good for you. And it was funny because she was like, you're doing a little better than I am because she has all this other kind of training. Yeah, yeah. I came in as just a novice mm-hmm. and I was picking up some of the stuff you do in waltz and cha 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 these things. And it was a lot of fun, but it was like I was 40 years old and mm. I was like, am I too old to do that? Like, no, and, you're and, and you're not, right? So no. you can start any, tell people you can start any age, right? Yeah, I started, I mean, I won my first dance contest. I was three. Wow. And it was me and my cousin Marla and uh, we were at the Kaplan Rec Center. Okay, go on Kaplan Rec Center, shout out. <laughs> All right. And, uh, um, we were dancing Zodico, which is our traditional Oh, yeah, dance. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was funny because at the time, everyone was breakdancing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, you know, the DJ was like, what are you guys going to dance to? <laughs> we were like, we need some Buckwheat Zodico. <laughs> <laughs> So, That's so funny. Yeah, so we, you know, we we did our Zodico and we won. And um, my brother was a b boy. Okay, and he taught me how to break dance. And okay, um, okay, we went to the skating ring. Somebody <laughs> picked me up. I was like either four or five years old. Placed me in the middle of the cipher, which is like you know the circle, yes, or whatever. Yes, yes. And I just went off, you know. And wow. uh, word got back to my mother. And my mom was like, well, I guess we should enroll you in ballet. <laughs> so I went from Zydeco to breaking wow. to ballet. Wow. What a, like, diverse yeah. history yeah. for you. I mean, so dance has, I mean, like, literally have been in your life, your whole life. Dance, music, art. Um, you know, in Louisiana, you come from a cooking family, a music family, an art family, mm-hmm. an athletic family, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, the Johnny family is all of that. So I was an athlete my whole life. Wow. I danced. I played clarinet. I played piano. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, so I know how to read music. Um, my father was a jazz and blues musician. My mother was a storyteller and historian um, and an opera singer. So, you know, I grew up just around art and culture and music all the time. And, you know, I loved basketball basketball was my mm. I, I, I'm not gonna say it was my first love but it definitely was hand in hand with dance okay, you okay, know? okay so basketball softball track just this idea of coming together and working towards a mm-hmm. common goal as a group you mm-hmm. know I, I still use that philosophy when I'm choreographing you, yeah, or yeah. when I'm directing a show like yeah. um you know, there is no I in team. I had a coach, Coach Louvier, used to say that. There is no I in team. Like, you have to do this with other people. You have to yes. understand <laughs> how to play your strengths and how to pull back. You have to understand how to navigate through a space, be a good temperature taker. So, you know, um, I would say the combination of growing up as an athlete and just growing up in my family mm-hmm. um, definitely contributed to how I work now as a director and a choreographer. Well, you mentioned something I want to touch on a little bit um, sure. about the the healing that can happen through mm-hmm. dance, and you went through Katrina. Yeah. So can you talk a little about that, if oh, you don't mind? No, not at yeah. all. Um, so Katrina, two thousand five. I was a professor of dance at Tulane University. Oh, Tulane, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and my mother was in a coma. She was in a nursing facility in Slidell, which is across the, the mm-hmm. lake. Yep, yep. In New Orleans, and you know, in Louisiana, we didn't evacuate for hurricanes. <laughs> no, that was no, not no. a part of the culture. No. You get ready, you embrace you get it. Ready, you, yeah. and it, and and even as a child, we had fun during hurricanes I because get that. it was like all of my mom's. Uh, brothers and sisters came to one house. We had a bunch of food. Oh, well, yeah. You know? We were fine. We told stories. Mm-hmm. We listened to music. And then we would just sit and, and wait out the storm. So mm-hmm. when Katrina, you know, when there was, you know, the the 
the the news say, suggesting that we needed to evacuate, I didn't really think anything of it. Yeah. You know, I went yeah. to visit my mother in the nursing facility, and I asked the the head nurse. I was like, "Are you guys going to evacuate if you have to?" And um, she said, "You know, if we have to, we will. Right, but for right. the most part, we're going to see if we can wait, out, wait out the storm." Mm-hmm. So that was normal. It was normal. And I get it. It was yeah. totally normal. Yeah. Um, I went to visit my my mom's sister. And she was like, Mill, you know, have you seen the news? And I was like, yeah. Again, I'm still not tripping. Right, right. You're just like, okay. <laughs> and then when my aunt, I don't know what station she was looking at, <laughs> but when she showed um, she she showed the image of the hurricane, the size of the hurricane yeah. was the size of the state. Yeah. It was, and yeah. that's when I was like, okay, we... Time to go. Yeah. This Where's is, my purse? Yes, this is different. Go. Yeah, you know? it's different. Yeah. So um, I packed a sundress, some jeans, <laughs> my... my um, Family photos, my oh, okay. parents, okay. and then my mother had made me this like guardian angel doll when I first went on oh, tour. So that's all I left the house with, okay. and we were one of the last few cars um, left out that let out of oh, wow. New Orleans because wow. they had um, I forget what it's called now, but um, it was uh, you couldn't leave after six o'clock oh, okay. or something. Okay. So we left okay. at like five thirty, wow. like literally, like we were one of the few cars let out of the city wow. at that particular point. Okay. And uh, make a long story short, uh, it took us nine hours to get to Baton Rouge, which is usually a 45-minute drive. Right, yeah. So that, right. Get to Baton Rouge. As soon as we got there, that's when Katrina hit. And, uh, you know, two days of not having television, wow. we were listening to the radio. And when we finally heard the news that the city was underwater, we oh, knew man. that we had lost everything. everything. Yeah. yeah. And I, oof. Yeah. I didn't... I lost my appetite because I didn't know what happened to my mother. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, you know, at the time I was dating an FBI agent thing. Really? Oh, my God. Yes, and he used his badge to get into the city, and that's how I found out my mother was still alive. But had had he not used his badge, I wouldn't have known. And so for 12 days, I was just kind of, you know, in awe. Couldn't believe that we had lost everything. Couldn't believe we couldn't get back to the city. Could not find my mother. Um, I knew she, you know, she was in a comatose state. Yeah, yeah. So it was hard. I'm sure. Extremely hard. Uh, My little brother, I was the guardian of my little brother at the time. I think he was, he may have been 14 or 15 at the time. I can't remember. Um, You know, we were just holding on to faith. It was like, I I created this piece called Sincerely Katrina Jones, actually, in response to that. Um, And uh, it toured with a company called Cleopatra Robinson Dance. She commissioned the work probably two two years after Katrina. Okay, okay. And it was all about the piece starts off with me blindfolded, so I'm dancing blindfolded wow. because that's exactly what I felt like. You had to keep wow. moving, you know, in blind faith. You had no clue what was next, you know. Yeah. And um, Katrina, it's me all misty a little no, bit. That's, it's that's all such good. a great, like, great. That's it's a all great good, thing, man. Yeah. Like you know, and and you know the way we were treated was very difficult and challenging. Uh, yes. Um, you know, people made comments about the way I spoke. You know, you speak, mm. you know, really, you seem really educated. You know, just all of the assumptions yeah. about yeah. black and brown people and poor white people mm-hmm. came to the surface, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like it was always there, but Katrina actually took the cap off, brought it to the surface <laughs> yeah. and said, look at this ugly mess. And yeah. this is how we speak to people. This is how we treat black, brown, and poor white people. Mm-hmm. And something needs to change, you know? Yes. So, um, 
uh, what else? I toured another piece called Uprooted, the Katrina Project. That one was um, originally commissioned by an organization I belong to, The Alternate Roots, which okay. is an arts and activism organization. Do and uh, that particular piece united displaced citizens with um, artists, particularly from Louisiana, Mississippi, who were also displaced. So we toured the country, and we had something called Story Circles. Okay. Do you know what that process it, is? It sounds kind of familiar. So Story Circles is when you enter into a community, and you bring people together, and then you share stories. I thought it was something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, you can either create something based on the stories that were shared mm. as a collective or individually, but it's a, it's a tool of engagement to help people... I like Address, deal, mm-hmm. heal, or um, just have a space to to speak. Yeah. You know, when you're when you previously may not have had that space. Yeah. So we did that, and then we created this evening length piece that toured for about two years, I guess, okay. um, uh, as an artistic response to Hurricane Katrina. Okay. So you really went through some healing through dance. I had to dance had and to. theater and music. You know, that mm-hmm. was the only way I was going to get back on my feet. I had to deal with it. I had to be. Uh, Miko Branch, she said this on on your show. Um, she said you have to keep it a hundred with yourself. Yes, I with yourself. To, with yourself. Yes. You have to keep it a hundred with yourself. Yeah. That was part of our process. We had mm. to be honest with ourselves in order for us to move forward. Which is a thing that I, mean, I talked to her about. I said, people, it's hard for people to be honest with themselves. Mm-hmm. To forgive yourself or to anything with to do with yourself. Yeah. You think it'd be easy because you're, you're not talking to anybody else. It's just you you're talking to. Oh, you got to no. silence the censor. That's part of it. Ooh, that's a good one. You know yeah. what I mean? If you don't silence the censor, it's hard to be honest with yourself because the censor is giving you all kinds of drama, all kinds mm-hmm. of, you know, fabricated ideas. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so if you can silence the censor, then you can, it's easier, I've found, to keep it 100 with yourself, to keep it honest yeah. and transparent with yourself you know you get rid of the junk and then yeah. you can move forward with some clarity and li- and and for you literally you lost everything yeah i mean um so you had to kind of come up and be honest and start from there well i was so i lived uptown majority okay. of my my family lived in new orleans east which okay. was really devastating yeah, yeah so i i lost my vehicle because it was parked in my auntie's house in the east and i lost not everything okay. but okay. I, I lost a lot due to mold damage. Oh, yeah. Mold is horrible. Yeah, because we Ooh. weren't allowed back into the city for, or at least that particular part of town, a couple of months, two yeah. or three months yeah. or something like that. So I was a- able to sal- you know, um, salvage a few things, but mm-hmm. I lost a lot to mold damage and then definitely in my car and yeah. whatever else was in my car in the east. Um, but the emotional and mental damage yeah. was tough. That that has taken years to recover from. Yeah, I'm sure. You know. So on a more upbeat note, yes, upbeat note. <laughs> what are what are some of your favorite pieces you've done over the years? You just you think back, you're like, I really enjoyed that. It makes you smile. You see you see it again, maybe on some YouTube or thing. Like you're like, oh my god, it's like it's so oh, great. Oh man, I enjoy all of, it. all of it. So they're all your children. You enjoy all of your children. I promise you. Like yeah. I really enjoy all of it. Like you know, even the projects that I've had to walk away. Away from, Ooh, okay. You know, I um, I love I love yeah. the people I was working with. I love the creative process. Yeah. I love you know the access to the resources. I believe you. I, I, I can feel yeah. it. I believe you. Yeah, I believe you that you enjoyed yourself. You know, I just I love what I do, yeah. and so you know, I just when I go into a space, I have fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have fun. I get to know my colleagues. Yeah. You know what I mean. I really try to build relationships with them. Yeah. Um. 
So, gosh, you know, it's so funny because I was speaking to a, a middle school the other day, and they were like, what's your favorite project? What's your favorite piece of music? What's yeah, your favorite yeah. this? And I was like, I don't have a Definitely favorite. Have I one. really love, yeah. I, I love what I do. Yeah. You know? And it's funny because I actually, on the Breaking Into Facebook page, please follow it, I posted um, one of your choreographic reels. Oh, okay. From oh, 2014. Cool. Okay. I, cool. I enjoyed it, so I, I posted it. Oh, thank you. Um, and so, I mean, for you, because you're a choreographer, you're also a director, and you're also a dancer. I mean, yeah. all three things. I mean, I'm not going to ask you favorite, but like, how does each inform the, the other? other for Yeah, for you. Well, um, when I was in graduate school... Uh, my my graduate program, I so I got my MFA in, in choreography and performance. Oh, okay, okay. And so it was a two year program, and of the two years, we had to take two semesters of directing and choreography. Oh, okay, oh, okay. So it was great because we were working with theater faculty and dance faculty, and um, they never really separated the two. They really tried to help us understand the benefits of being a strong director and being the benefits of being a strong choreographer. And um, so I really used a lot of those tools when I was directing my own work and naturally when I was also choreographing yeah. my own work. You know, it's it's tough, I think, when you have a choreographer or a director that has never performed. Yeah, it must be interesting, right? It must be kind of... Yeah, I mean, I think there are a few out there that have managed mm-hmm. to, to really create some strong careers for themselves. Mm-hmm. But I think it's challenging because the empathy that mm-hmm. um, it takes to enter into a process from the performer's perspective. Um, sometimes it's not there. Do you know I'm what sure. I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, yeah. So they, they go in, you know, they're interchangeable. I think, you know, being a dancer and an actor, a performer, you know, informs how I choreograph and how I direct. And being a director informs how I choreograph and how I perform. You yeah. know, same thing with choreography. Um, there's always There's always been a learning exchange, you know, um, and I feel like I can't direct or choreograph anyone if I don't understand where they're coming from. Mm, okay. You know, if I've not walked that in their shoes, yeah, or at least makes sense. had some type of access or entry point into their own creative you have, to, you have to be them personally, but you have to know at least something you can relate to about well, them. Well, you have to have access into their mm-hmm. world. You mm-hmm. have to have access into their space, into their emotional space, their you know mental space, mm-hmm. their spiritual space. So again, like I was saying earlier, so you can maximize on the resources and play to the strengths, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm creating, I always think, okay, you know, if I were that person, how would that make me feel? And, and what do I need to feel supported in this particular space? Mm-hmm. So I usually start from there and then um, I'll marry that with some of my own, you know, choreographic or performance ideas or directorial ideas, you know, which is stemming yeah. from experience yeah. in the field and also from my formal education. Yeah. Who are some of your favorite performers? Just name some off that you that you admire when you see them dance, past or present. Okay. Well, okay, you said performers, so yeah. I'm gonna mix it up with some singers okay. and actors and stuff yeah. like that. I saw Diana Ross perform two years ago, and I thought she was... Me too. I saw her at Hollywood Bowl. Oh, uh, no. I saw, I saw her somewhere not too far from Napa. Okay, yeah. She was amazing. She was. She was amazing. She was never... You know, her songs sound exactly the same that they sound... And she sang the whole songs. She sure did. Not like like, like a little snippet <laughs> costume change. I saw Cher. Yeah, she did. No, no, no. She sang all she the She sang them, her yeah. songs, and she was so honest with herself, mm-hmm. and, you know, the costume changes, oh, and it. just I her, you know, connected 
Ness with the audience. Mm-hmm. You know, I really admired that. And I talked I about that show for months. <laughs> Stevie Wonder, oh, uh, Songs in the King, of the Key of Life. Yeah. You know, that was a four-hour concert that just left me wow. in awe. Wow. You know, the, wow. he refused help from anyone. Excuse me. Yeah. He refused help from anyone on stage. He was very independent. Again, you know, just the blending of the sounds and the storytelling. Um, that was really inspiring. Um, I have a really good friend, Stephanie Powell. Okay. She, okay. Um, former Ailey dancer, dancer oh, okay. Harlem dancer. Okay. She was in, you know, Lion King. Oh, yeah. Um, beautiful performer, beautiful teacher, mm-hmm. beautiful activist. I like that. You know, yeah, I admire watching her perform. Um, you know, I've always loved J-Lo. <laughs> she, she's good. She's good. So as a dancer, you as a dancer, you like, you like her, her spirit, she's, her style. She's her. a hard one. She is a hard worker. And she's, you know, she's a hard worker in every interview I've ever seen of her. She's always been a hundred here. Do you know what I mean? I agree, I agree with you on that one, yeah. And um, I, you see that in the performance space. You know, mm-hmm. you can tell those artists where there's been a choreographer that has come in and said, I'm going to take these moves and place them on your body versus an artist that's like, I'm going to go in the trenches with you, choreographer, mm-hmm. director. And I feel like J-Lo is one of those people I'm going to go in the trenches with you because yeah. I want to understand where you're coming from. Yeah. You know, and you see that when she's performing. Oh, yeah, no, I love it. You know, yeah. love it. Um, gosh, there's so many. There's a young actor, Christopher Livingston, okay. um, I worked with. I can watch him act all day long, oh, wow. every day. Okay. Yeah. okay. Again, always bringing his authentic self to the table. Um, Which is rare in our business sometimes. Yeah. To find authentic people. Yeah, no, absolutely. Universe's Poetry Theater, I've worked with them for about. 16 years now. Oh, wow, okay. And every time we go into the creative space, I'm in awe. Yeah. And every time they perform and do what they do, which is very unique, I'm blown away. Yeah, yeah. You know, there are so many. That's good. That's a good, yeah. that's a good example. That's a good so example. Absolutely. It, I'm so sad. Our time is just about up. Oh, goodness. And I seriously have like 8,000 more. Oh. Like, since to talk to you from like, we just like keep the camera rolling. Let's keep talking. Oh, sorry. I mean, it's been, it's been such a pleasure. I, but I have two questions I ask every guest. Okay. Go All for right. It. So, it's like, I feel that language is very important mm-hmm. and that it could stop us in our tracks mm-hmm. or it can move us and propel us forward. Mm-hmm. So, what is one word you think we should take out of our vocabularies? Take out. Take out. Oh, man. Okay. So. I'm going to repeat what I heard because when Ooh, I heard okay. it, I said the same thing aloud. Um, can't. Needs to yes. be removed. Yes. And, um, yeah, I, can I say two? Say two. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> say two. That's right. Um, and, and fear. Yes. Can't and fear. You know, I think when fear comes into your space, you acknowledge what it is, but you don't give into it don't no. co-sign no. don't co-sign fear i know for a fact that i've been able to live my dreams because i did not have any fear same of living here. my dreams yeah, you know um and i never accept it can't if someone said you can't do this okay i'll find another way <laughs> yes like i said you create it <laughs> there's, I mean, another right. path. There's, there's another path there's another avenue that thank you such... so much for the experience and keep the body rolling <laughs> 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 that's so true though i said that's such a true that's a true thing i mean it's like they could tell you stuff it could be their own stuff they're trying to throw on you no absolutely or trying to stop you it's like yeah, no yeah, I can, yeah. i'll do it myself so then what word do you say do you think we should bring back into our vocabulary? We should add to our vocabularies on like a daily, weekly basis? Um, I'm going to say love. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, and truly understanding what love is. You know, unconditional love, 
leaning into compassion and mm. empathy, mm-hmm. understanding what's happening in the world from a place of love, you know, forgiving from a place of love, moving on from a place of love. You know, I, I feel like we don't, I feel like it's taboo to talk about love. And I think people tend to, when you use the term love, they, they usually assume that you mean a romantic love, but I mean unconditional love that's leading towards compassion for other people, you know. So I challenge us to really start behaving and understanding how to operate from these true places of authentic self and love. I like that. Yeah, man. I like that. Oh, my God. Just, <laughs> oh, my God. These words of wisdom. I love it. <laughs> is, is, are there any projects or anything coming if you want to talk about at all? If we just want to share with people? Yeah, up? sure. I'm really excited about um, Bottle Shock the Musical. I was oh, telling yes. you about oh, it earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's based on a film uh, from 2008. Um, called Bottle Shock and um, the writers are Charles Vincent Burwell and James Sasser we just had a reading of it at the Napa Valley Film Festival it was really successful it's going to um, open in the fall in San Francisco um, it, it's it's special for me because Vince has been a good friend of mine since okay. we were in college. We oh, okay. were in orchestras together. Oh, okay, there you go. And um, just watching his career just yeah. take shape. And, you know, we just did a project together called Bamboola with the Cleo Parker Robinson dance. Okay. And um, his music is magical. And then that in combination with James Sasser's writing, um, you know, I'm just really excited to be in the space with friends. Very good. You know, and the, the amount of support that this particular musical is getting from the Napa Valley Film Festival wow. is, it's amazing, you wow. know, so I can't wait to get into the creative yeah, space yeah. with all of those resources to really play with my friends, you yeah. know? So, yeah. Where can people find you on the interwebs? They want to like, talk to you or say hi yeah sure um just different forms of social media i'm on instagram twitter facebook um usually a lot of the projects i'm on uh you can google the projects and 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 find ways to contact and i'll be sharing them on the bringing into page okay thank you i will i definitely i definitely (laughs) will definitely will yeah man so just different forms of social media very good thanks for being on oh thank you so much my pleasure i really appreciate it thanks for having me now you guys of course breaking into is on facebook the breaking into page you can use on Twitter, the handle, the hashtag breaking into, and my Twitter, of course, is Black Hope LA, and it's B L A K H O P L A. As you know, I remember my thing is sharing knowledge, lifting each other up, and paying it forward. I think we did that today in spades. I love, I just love it so much. I'm glad you're on, and I will see you next time. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff. We would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Tip you, Instagram at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.